it just it's just flowing together like how it must be the way what the Lord wants. So I'm just believing in Him, trusting Him. I thank Him for His Word today, and I know it's something that uh, He wants uh, wants us to hear. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We'll want to uh, go to our scripture text this morning. First uh, Corinthians thirteen and thirteen is uh, the opening text. Just be this one verse right here. It's very familiar, familiar passage. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. I want to welcome everyone that may be watching uh, uh, on the internet, uh, by, the, by the way, the computer there, welcome you uh, this morning to Christ Family Church and trust the Lord to bless you mightily this morning. 1 Corinthians 13, 13, and, uh, reads like this, as in now abide faith, hope, and love, these three, but the greatest of these is love. It may have been the last one mentioned of the three, but it says these three, but the greatest of these is love. The greatest of these is love. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, I thank you for being with us this day. Lord, give me the strength, Lord, that I need to put forth your word as you see fit. I know it's directly from you. Lord, help me today. Just be a mouthpiece for you and give out what you want your people to hear. And I give you praise and glory for it in Jesus' name. Let the church say amen, amen. amen. You can be seated. I want to also mention if you happen to be watching by internet, Grab your Bible and have your Bible by your side and uh, be able to look up the scriptures that I'm going to give you this morning so you can follow along with us. Uh, always have your Bible if you happen to be watching. This morning, uh, I want to talk to you about uh, abiding in His love. <laughs> abiding in His love. <laughs> the Lord is definitely wanting to speak today, and I hope that I can do my part uh, to bring forth His word. Uh, abide means to stay, remain, wait, or accept without objection. Love here in the Greek is the agape that you've, we've heard taught and preached about before. Agape, which is goodwill, esteem, benevolence. It's the love of men to men or especially of that of Christians to Christians. It is not of an emotional, romantic type love. It's a more a moral preference. It's, it can be referred as God's preferred love, uh, how we should love one another. Some people today in our society, uh, it seems like that you wonder where the love is in them. You know, you, uh, it's, it doesn't take very long to search a video or search news stories or watch the evening news. To find a story somewhere that, that, that there, you know that there's absolutely no love involved in the act that was committed. Uh, one of them was brought to my attention this week um, that happened here recently. It was in, New, in Bronx, New York. Some of you may have seen the video. It was a young man who got on the subway around 3 o'clock in the morning and just proceeded to uh, kick the, uh, the 78-year-old woman. Uh, in the face and kind of neck and chest area. You, the video shows him he was kind of holding on to the bar up there and he was just kicking for all he had several times to her. And the video just shows that clip. It doesn't show what happened beforehand. I have no idea of what transpired she may have said to him or what, what happened. But the video does show, which it didn't substantiate him doing that to her. Um, but the video does show the person recording there's two other video, two other people holding a camera phone recording it while it was being 
you know, taking, going forth and happening. So not only it was just the act itself despicable, but the fact that the other, and they, you could hear them like men in the background saying, oh, oh, you know, as it was going on, they were recording it and just kind of laughing and mocking at the situation. And, and, and I just bring that point out just to show you how, how it's just hatred. That's all you can say about it, just the, the hatred and level. And, and what for? What the purpose? This young man doing this to this elderly woman. Uh, and then I happened to see this happened uh, not too long ago, but they did catch him, and he's now got charges against him. But where is the love in society? And how can we abide in this love as Christians, and when, especially when we are faced with things, situations like this? And not to let this story be left with you as kind of a bad taste in your mouth, but I have another uh, encounter that I'd like to share with you, and it happened to Michelle a few years back, and it's a story of love. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> it's a good story if I, if I can get it out where you can understand it clearly. Uh, Michelle helped an elderly man at Walmart a few years back. It was in the wintertime. It was very cold. Uh, she had uh, stopped and got the girls something to eat, and they were eating in the car. And she noticed this elderly gentleman walking around like he was lost and uh, kind of confused and needing some help. He couldn't find his car. And she, so she was watching. And, you know, you, you, uh, you kind of gather a situation first because you know how uh, in today's time you got to think before you try to act and help somebody. You want to help somebody, but sometimes you got to think, well, well, he's an elderly man, and it was so bitterly cold out, and she wanted to help him and show him that compassion and love toward him. So she went over there toward him and asked if she could help. And he couldn't find his car, so she allowed him to get into the car, and they drove around the parking lot. And I think there was one, maybe two other cars he thought was his but was not his. And uh, they finally found his car, and uh, he thanked her, you know, uh, wholeheartedly, and uh, she, uh, she was very glad to have done it. Show that compassion, show that love. And don't you wish, I mean, she didn't, she didn't want the attention brought on her that way, but, you know, some of those stories like that would be awesome and amazing and for us to hear uh, as a good news and a good report and, you know, to, you know, to let people know, hey, there is still good out there in the world. There's still somebody willing to help, and it could just be somebody abiding in his love that's willing to help. Praise the Lord. So that is a good story. Abiding in his love shows that you are keeping the commandments of Jesus. In John 15 and 10, it says, If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. Those are, uh, those are words of Jesus. The saying, if you keep his commandments, you will abide in his love. Praise the name of the Lord. Let's talk about love a little bit this morning. And going to 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and reading the first eight verses there. Though I, and this is where the pastor kind of stole my thunder and jumped on it a little bit too <laughs> before I get started here. But though I speak with the tongues of men and angels but have not love, I have become a sounding brass or clanging cymbal. Although he stole my thunder, I'm going to do it anyway. It's because I want to bang on one. I don't know where Chris left. Here, oh, here they are. You can say all day long you love somebody and you're going to help them. That's what it's going to sound like. Oh, Lord have mercy. That just don't sound too pleasant to the ears, does it? That don't sound too good. And that's not going to last long. And you're going to find out very quickly that that ain't sincere. 
if some if your words are just that but uh, I believe brother Wayne this morning in Sunday school mentioned there's got to be some action to your love you got to have some love you got to show some compassion you got to go up to your brother and say brother I love you I care for you I, I, is there anything that you need that I can do for you I know that you you may have if he I don't if he had been out of work or something like that is there anything I can do for you and your family help you do it can I mow your yard for you do something like that back up some of that love talk with some action something you can do hallelujah yes we got to back it up. We got to show that we're abiding in His love. And we got to do it to not, not only, uh, uh, society if we want to win some people to the Lord, but we need to do that as, to each other as Christians, to lift each other up. That's what a lot of these verses are talking about. In verse two, and though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, but I have not love, I am nothing. Even though it may, you may have a special gift as a Christian, and you may you may uh, consider yourself uh, a prophet of prophecy and have a lot of knowledge and understanding. But how you go about doing it matters a lot. You can't just go up to a Christian and tell them that they're going to hell for something because and, be, and do it uh, uh, with hate and discontent. It's how you go about doing it. If you go to them with love and concern and trying to help them along, that carries a whole lot more weight than you just thinking you got all the knowledge and you're going to go tell them what's up. Because what happens if that Christian, that individual person, winds up leaving the church because of what you said to them? Too many Christians over the years has left God's church for something somebody said to them and it was hurtful, it was hateful, and it's wrong, and Jesus does not like it. Woo, glory to, glory to your name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Woo, glory to your name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I don't care how much we think we know, what kind of prophet we think we may be, or prophecy we have, but we got to do everything we do in love. Whatever gift God has given us, we got to do it in love. That's exactly what He did on this earth. He did everything in love. Glory to His name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I want to tell anybody that may be here today or watching, may watch this video, if anybody has ever said anything to you that was hurtful or, or harmful to you, as long as you're abiding in His love, those words cannot stand and will not harm you. You abide in His love. You know whether or not. Yes, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. It's easy to tell whether or not when somebody's telling you something is coming from love or something else. It's not that hard to, under, to figure out. Glory to His name. It's easy to tell. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And all, verse 3, and, I, and though I bestow all my goods to the poor, to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but I have not love, it profits me nothing. Bill Gates can give everything he has to all the homeless, but if he doesn't do it in love, he's nothing. And when it talks about your body to be burned, you can give yourself to a cause. You can become a martyr and, and give and give your give your body away and life like that way. But if you do it to bring glory to yourself, or just as because if you give so much money just to have your name on the, on a the, on a building to say, uh, then you're not necessarily doing it for the right reasons. A lot of times you want to do something. Uh, scripture says, "Don't let the uh, the left hand know what your right hand's doing." Uh, keep keep it in keep it in private. Don't do it for glory to yourself. Let God be the one to, to get the glory for it. Don't do things just for your your glory. Do things because you just you're abiding in that love of Jesus, and you want Him to get the glory for it. 
Praise the Lord. Verse 4, reading on, Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. Love is not puffed up. Love does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. In verse 8, love never fails, but whether there are prophecies, they will fail, whether there are tongues, they will cease, whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. Glory to the name of the Lord. So this morning, that's talking about uh, talking about the love and what it represents and abiding in His love. So why do we talk so much about love? Why is it so important? And why do we really have to love everybody? It, may, it, it seems so difficult these days especially to say that you love everybody and that you show compassion and concern for them because, you know, you see things that others do and it upsets you. Or you know it's against God and it upsets you. But still, you are to love our neighbor. Still, we are to show compassion. But all I can tell you for these questions that we have is in Matthew 22 uh, 37 and 39, it's where the Pharisee lawyer asked Jesus the question about the greatest commandment. This was something else that was in Sunday school. Jesus said to, to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. 39. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself you should love a neighbor as yourself we talked about this morning in sunday school those are the words of jesus he tells us we are to love a neighbor as ourselves. the first and great commandment is love the lord your god with all your heart your soul and your mind we are to do that and when we abide in that love it makes it so much easier for us to do that we need to stay abiding in his love that will make these things so much easier for us to do you should Glory to the. It's important to us as Christians that abiding in His love and keep Jesus' word and commandments means that one day God's love for us will be perfected. In First John two three through six, our love, that abiding in His love, we're looking for that goal of that love being perfected one day. And now by this we know that we know Him if we keep His commandments. He who says I know Him and does not keep His commandments is a liar. And the truth is not in him. This is getting pretty stern, plain talk here. But whoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfected in him. By this we know that we are in him. He who says he abides in him ought himself also to walk just as he walked. We need to be walking like Jesus walked. We need to be talking like Jesus had taught. We need to be uh, as much like him as possible in our daily lives. And when we do abide in his love, it will make it easier. And we keep his commandments. When, he, when we know he wants us to behave a certain way, when we know he wants us to talk a certain way, when we know we should do something uh, uh, for, the church, for his church, then in keeping his commandments and doing uh, th- his will, then we will be abiding in his love. Going to John 14, beginning in verse 15, this goes right along with the other scripture I just give you. If you love me, keep my commandments. These are the words of Jesus here. 
And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. The Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. A little while longer and the world will see me no more, but you will see me because I live you will live also. At that day you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. Verse 21, He who has my commandments and keeps them is he who loves me, and he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. One day as we stay continue to abide in his love, uh, we are, he is going to manifest himself to us because we have stayed walking with him. We lo- when we loved him, then that love caused us to keep his commandments. When you, lo- when you love Jesus so much, you will follow his commandments and his will. And one day, you, that love is going to be perfected, and you will be glorified to, to heaven with him and the Father like he was glorified back to heaven with the Father. That, that is what it's talking about. One day, this will be that love will cause a perfection to take place. Glory to the name of the Lord. Abiding in love with Jesus is a beautiful thing. However, sometimes we stray away and we sin against him. We may fall prey to the tricks of the devil. That is his purpose. Satan wants to steal, kill, or destroy anything you have received from Jesus, including your walk with him and that love. He cannot stand that you love him so much and that you're abiding in his love. And he is going to throw anything at you that he can. He'll throw anybody at you that, that can that he can use. There's a lot of people in the world that's willing to let the devil use them today. And they will and they will come and try to attack you and cause you to go astray. And sometimes that's that happens. Sometimes we do go astray in some form or fashion or another. But when that happens, uh, we can come back to Jesus. But we need today to let the devil know that he has been defeated. He, w- he will continue to be defeated. One day the perfection of his defeat will take place and he will no longer be able to defeat nobody. Glory to his name. But if we ever stepped out of the marvelous light like that little devil's trying to do, he's, he's almost like a fisherman. He's, tra- he's fishing and casting that line out. He's trying to cast that line into that darkness and the little shiny spinnerbait or something on there dragging your attention, trying to get you to go away into the darkness again. Is exactly what he's trying to do. He's just a fit, trying to get you. But we got to put it, we got to take a stand for that and let him know it's not going to work. We got to not grab that bait and get jerked out of Jesus' marvelous light. We are going to abide in his love. Glory to His name, Hallelujah, Hallelujah. What, if we if that but if that error happens and takes place, it does happen uh, for Christian people all the time. But God is just to forgive our sins. In First John one and nineteen, let's look and see what the First John one and nine. Excuse me, I was thinking it said nineteen one and nine. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness all unrighteousness not just a little bit not just what you uh when you come first come to the lord and you got baptized with and and you was washed by the blood and cleaned of all those sins all of that unrighteousness that you have strayed away from him is when you confess it when you confess it when you acknowledge it and confess it then that's when that's going to transpire and taking place a good example of that happening was david psalms 51 
uh, is David acknowledging his sin. And we have to acknowledge our sin when it's brought to our attention or, or when, we, when we know about it for sure. We have to acknowledge our sin. L- listen to what, in part, uh, of what David uh, was uh, talking about here when he acknowledged about, uh, the prophet Nathan had told him about his sin. A psalm of David, when Nathan the prophet went to him, after he had gone into Bathsheba, gone to Bathsheba which we know that, that he had committed adultery with her, have, have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of your tender mercies. Blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions. We have to acknowledge our transgressions. We can't just assume that, uh, uh, that he knows about it, which he does. But you, you have to acknowledge it yourself and confess them to him. Confess them to Jesus that you have sinned. And my sin is always before me. So you confess it to him. And, it, and what happens is he is just and compassionate and that love that is so amazing and so great that the song Amazing Grace was, was written about, that, that is so amazing, it doesn't matter the excuses that you can fork out to him. He don't care about the excuses. You might as well even save yourself for the excuses. Well, I did it because of this, or I did it because that old devil tricked me this way, or I did it because the devil used my coworker over here to, to in, in, uh, entice me to do the, go to this thing. Or It doesn't matter. Don't worry about the excuses. God don't care about the excuses. He cares that you acknowledge that you had done wrong. He cares that you acknowledge that you walked away from that marvelous light and his uh, abiding love. Glory to his name. Pastor, you can come on back up and get a song ready. I want each and every one of us today to know as Christians that it's not beyond us as human beings living in the flesh to go astray from time to time. But what is so important is that we acknowledge when we do go astray and ask God for forgiveness, and he will forgive us of our sin. He is just to do that, and you don't have to worry about it no more. You don't have to live with the guilt. You don't have to be uh, sorry for that day after day after day. You, you ask God to forgive you, and you're done with it. You wipe your hands with it. God will forgive you, and he is just. And I thank the Lord for his love today, and I want to continually abide in his love like each and every one I know you do. want to continually abide in his love, and we all can do that with his strength. Because greater is he that was within us than he that was in the world. Amen. Glory to God.